These tools are for you to use. Hey, I'm Dave Marr. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My guest this week is Megan Strickland. Megan Strickland is, in my mind, one of the funniest comedians there is that you may or may not know. She is a pal of mine from my improv days, which go way back. Um, She's a very funny stand-up. You can find links to her stuff in the show notes. Those of you who listen every week may have noticed I took the last couple weeks off. Little mental health break, gut check, recalibration there. And I want to announce the other ways that you can enjoy this show, which are slightly different than before. So first of all, the extended episodes are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Marr. And I want to give a shout out to my pigeon patrons, Kurt Chang, Katie Llewellyn, Susie Carroll, and Fred Fidoa for making this show possible. And... Those extended episodes, Megan's is is the longest episode I've released so far. I am varyingly a fan and not a fan of super long podcasts. So I try to make these main feed episodes compact, full of great stuff. But Megan and I go way back. So if you want an hour and 15 minutes of chit-chat as an intro to a two-hour, 15-minute podcast – I really think the the Strickland episode up on Patreon is really fun. You can also continue the conversations that we have in this podcast by signing up for my newsletter. If you go to thisisdavemar.com, you can join right from there. And I'm trying to use these episodes as inspiration for the essays that I'm that I'm writing there. There's also a bunch of other stuff in there, and I think you'll like it. So sign up for that. Note that you do not have to read the newsletter to enjoy the podcast or vice versa, but I think your experience will be enhanced if you partake in both. Finally, for deaf and hard of hearing folks especially, but for everyone, there are transcripts of the podcast up on Podscribe. You can find that link in the show notes as well. That's all I've got to say for now, other than if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it, whatever form that takes. So without further ado, please enjoy my sweet, fun, effervescent conversation with Megan Strickland. I grab your whip and take it back to Chi-Town. When I'm in Chi-Town, I treat Have you ever like like achieved clarity via writing a bio and been like, oh, now I now I have now I know. Kind now, of. Let's go. Kind That's of. Great. Yeah. Have you? <sighs> no, but I feel like I still need to like write a bio or like write a write a better one. I mean, every bio that I've written written is like not. It's just you know I haven't write, written like a genuine bio or whatever. It's or no, I mean, what am I saying? You know what I mean? Like, I haven't described my comedy in my bio. I've just said Megan Strickland does comedy. Here are the shows she did. He, she lives in New York. Here's her Twitter. Right. And it's tough because if you describe it, um, right. It's like, if you spend too much time in your bio describing what you do, it's like, okay, get to the credits. Like this person <laughs> is just kind of getting high on their own supply. Like so they're, and they're usually, they're not even okay. saying like different things. They're saying like the same, like if it was like Megan Strickland does jokes about diapers, 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 
all her all she talks about is diapers she won't shut the fuck up about diapers I, like dude if that was someone's bio you'd be like i want to see this show right like but like but if it's just That's like the funniest bio <laughs> dude honestly you should use that as a bio <laughs> I mean, shouldn't that be the goal that now it's like, you know, you read some people's bio and you're like, that is just funny. That's like legit funny. Is that like, if you're a comedian, your bio should be funny. Well, I don't know though, because so rarely, oh, dude, they're the worst. Funny bios. It's like 99% of the time. It's like, dog, you, you, you swung and missed at this one. Like, especially when they switch to, to the, they, they go. And, and actually, and, I'm writing this. And he's writing this in the third <laughs> right, person. Yeah. You're well, like, that's not actually funny. I mean, if it's actually funny, which would be hard to achieve. Yeah, but it would be achievable if it was like Strickland loves diapers. <laughs> like, do you dig diapers? <laughs> Can Fucking... you imagine going to that show and being like, okay, there's like no diaper content. Like, I, <laughs> it's like so strange. I was here for diapers. <sighs> Like if I had to write an honest bio of you, it would be like, this one is great. <laughs> she, the way she explains things, it takes way too long, but it, the whole explanation is funny and you're going to love it. And, and the way she beats herself up, but you can tell she secretly believes in herself. It is really funny. And, uh, it's, it's observational, but observational humor is kind of it's seen as a little bit basic but it's not basic go to this one go go to this one go to this one well that's a thing that is annoying about stand-up shows i don't i think they should they always say like you can find her at her show on march 4th at the blah 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 and you're and then it's like and then you do your act and it's like do you want people to be thinking about the date of your show while you're telling your first joke? Like, no, like it's, it's just, it's it's, speaking of like just accepting the way people have always done things. It's so counterintuitive, not just say where someone is going to be after their set. Be like, that was Megan. And, and also if someone bombed, don't tell them. Don't tell the audience what they're going to do. That be was doing. Megan, and don't worry, we're getting her out of the building as fast as we can. We're with you on this one. That was bad. <laughs> exactly. What do you hope happens when you die? Mm. What do I hope happens when we die? <clears throat> I was just, I listened to your podcast, as you know, and I was just listening to. I don't think I did know that. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to many of them. Um, And this is something I don't think about, but then I thought about it a little bit today when I was listening to Daniel Strauss's episode. Um, So you're kind of cramming for the Afterlife podcast. Yeah. I was just like, let me just kind of refresh my memory here (laughs) because I I was like a heavy listener. I'm just giving you a ton of stuff that you have to cut out. Did I fall? Did it fall off? Is there? Is there? No. Sort of. It's all what's going on with me. Um, but I was like in early and listening to a lot, but I go through, I'll just, cause I have noticed through. the numbers have kind of declined. So it's, uh, it, oh, I mean, I'd appreciate it if you would download. A I'm back on more. board. I mean, man, did I enjoy Daniel's episode today? Oh, good. I'm Podcast. glad you did. His episode. Yeah. yeah and also the great. numbers, I, I don't, I want to be clear. The numbers are actually, there's, it's not, not crazy, but they are slowly increasing. So uh, Trending up. that wasn't based in truth. Well, if you want 
no more self-effacing humor if you want <clears throat> to succeed succeed uh so i i think like here's the thing i'm convinced that there's like it it's so cool to think about that there's like actually a big possibility that we don't understand that there's like more i love that it's like hopeful and exciting and cool and i feel like it's some i want it to be something I, I want our existence to be so, so, so tiny and we can't even imagine what's going on and what we're a part of. And it's like insane. Of course, it must be huge and insane and like so much bigger from here. But then also sometimes I think, oh, it actually gets bigger going the other direction. Like there is actually so much here that we like kind of don't see or whatever or don't realize. Like it's not bigger out, it's bigger in. Um, And what I mean by that is like, so something that's fun to imagine is, for example, if you've ever read the book Many Lives, Many Masters, I recommend. Wait, are you saying that because you know I have? No, I actually was thinking you were going to say no, I haven't. No, it is. I've talked about this on. I, maybe I cut it, but for, I talked about it with Annie Donnelly on her episode. Oh, she read it too. Well, she's read it because Devin Bachrath gave me a copy of the book after I got out of the coma. Which where I was in a very sensitive, tender place about all these things. And I'm reading this book about how there's definitely like the land of the others or whatever it's fucking called. And it yes, that yes. book the masters. Yeah, the masters. That book gave me the fucking willies, dude. But tell me about your experience with it. So mostly I think it's probably you know, bullshit. Excuse my language. I forgive you. But but um <laughs> but what was interesting to me is like oh it's a concept we haven't heard and it's like yeah I could see that we would all have these like whatever it just expanded it a little bit it was another idea that you haven't heard about so the so it was like oh that's kind of cool maybe it is it's just like this is one plane we're trying to get as good as we can here there's some other plane we go there we try to get even better you know you you kind of go and there's you just keep on going and I was mm-hmm. like oh that's interesting and then the idea of you know, living this life over and over or living lives over and over again until you kind of get enough, you become evolved enough to go to the next plane. That's interesting. You know, int- the the concept of like different people or souls or beings, or I don't know what they use that word they use for it. It keeps showing up in all your different lives. And like someone who's your enemy in one life might be your mom in the next life. But these mm-hmm. are all these people that are supposed to be kind of grinding up against you to like go to the growth. I mean, it was just kind of interesting. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. it could be anything. But, and it's like, oh, maybe it's just this, there's just this huge thing where like the minuscule part of it we don't understand. That's kind of cool. But then I also am like, oh, but, you know, this idea of like the afterlife or like living on, you know, going on, it's just like, well, we already do that. Like our cells go into the earth and then, you know, we do kind of already live forever. Or live live longer than our lifespans. I mean, we're made up of matter. You know what I mean? That's already mm-hmm. here. It's just like maybe kind of boring to us or it's like less attached to our consciousness or something. So it's like maybe there is nothing else. And it's just like, oh, actually all that stuff that we think is like so cool and continuous is just already already happens and we see it. Like in biological processes. Yeah. Does, and then maybe you our genes. Like- no, sorry, go. Also, no, I'm, I'm a full idiot. And yeah, I know well, I, we all are. Yeah, I know, but some people would like think about this more and like have a philosophy degree and have like some. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I don't think that makes it necessarily hold more water. Okay, but I'm wondering if 
you feel particularly attached to having consciousness be a part of whatever comes next? I kind of feel like maybe consciousness, if it is consistent or continuous in any way, it goes like in and out. Mm. There's like times when you maybe, or maybe that's just actually straight from many lives, many masters. And I don't realize that I'm just like gurgling that back up. And I no, uh, am I married to, am I interested in that? Like, does it freak you out to think about not even knowing that you're not, around anymore well that it's just like you die and it's over yeah 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 i mean then it's just like well you don't know that's what everybody says well, you don't know so it's like fine right but you know now that you if it's true won't know then right. so does right does now that, that torture me you out? yeah no, I think it just makes you feel like, oh, I better really like kind of enjoy it while I'm here. It, it makes me more sad to think about people that I love consciousness ending maybe more than my own. Mm. Does that make sense? Is well, that a genuine? Well, it's just like, oh, okay. Like, oh, if they're gone, then they're kind of really gone. But then again, their memories are still alive. And their body is decomposing into the earth that will then become a tree that will then and maybe we carry around a lot of stuff in our genetics that we don't really realize, like maybe the genetics have a lot more in it than we realize. <laughs> or something. We should do some research on that. <laughs> maybe the genetics have a lot more in it than we realize. Yeah, maybe we carry memories in there we can't actually access. Or something like that. Is this a wait? Know. Are you just kind of spitballing now, or are you? Yeah, I'm just kind of spitballing. Okay. Here's the thing: don't think about this a lot. Not horrified to imagine that my consciousness ends. More horrified to imagine that a consciousness doesn't elevate or change or get bigger. Like if this consciousness, what I have an understanding of now, is just I get to go to another space and have this same brain with like also the people, and then it's just like kind of forever. That is actually scarier because it's like whoa, I, ew. it's just like another place. Then we all go there and we get to live forever with our same. It's like oh no, it has to be an expanded conscious. It has to be. There has to be. You know what I mean? Does I do know what sense? you mean. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's exciting. It's. It, it, yeah, it sounds like you're really invested in the concept of uh, of evolving, of it, of it being a growth, of it being expansive, like you said, either outer or inner. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Okay. I think that would be, yeah. There has to be more. Yeah, well, I guess that's so, oh, all I'm saying is like, oh, I don't ascribe to like this idea of heaven that we've been given when we were children, which is like, of course, that's such an, uh, that's such an insane thing. You go to the clouds and if you're, and then you're there with people that you know. Have you thought about funeral planning? What you'd want, what you definitely wouldn't want? Outside of listening to your show. <laughs> Well, I don't care. Inside, outside. No, I well, I thought of it, I thought of it today. Well, people, it's like kind of it breaks down to like traditional funeral or like do you want to like leave plans to make it something different and specific? Mm -hmm. You know, and I do think that there's this kind of funny idea of like there's the kind of these big events in like live life. It's like weddings, 
funerals, other things. And then there's like this thing of like, mine's going to be different, you know? Yes. And it's just yes, like, yes. okay. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't think so much of myself that I think my, my major events need to be so unique. We, we've kind of established a pattern. I'm totally fine. Do You know what I, mm-hmm. this is me just kind of trying to be funny, but I no, also I think it. it's like, when you try to do something that's original and new, guess what happens? You're going to make original mistakes and people are much, much less forgiving of original mistakes. You go to a, you go to a wedding, for example, and someone's just like, Oh, Oh, they kind of had a weird song for their first dance. People aren't, are fine. But if you go to somebody's wedding and they're like, we tried to do things really different. You think, I feel like people enjoy those sorts of um, notable failures. Of of course. Honestly, this is me like trying to have a stand-up idea. (laughs) Trying to workshop material. (laughs) Trying to workshop material. Um, But to more like sincerely answer your question. uh, (laughs) No, but I think you're, I, I, I know you said you were trying to be funny, but it, it does sound like the idea of not needing to impress people with your major events. I buy that you really feel that. Oh, maybe. But I would, of course, want to have a wedding that's uniquely mine or a funeral. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. So you really... And, no. Well, you know, not a funeral so much, but other things I'd want them to be sort of uniquely mine or unique to... Yeah. I think for a funeral... Okay. Let's see. I die and I have a funeral. Yeah. I hope, I hope, you know, my fam, some, if I have family, they're there and it's, it's um maybe kind of casual and kind of nice and outside and, and uh, <laughs> yeah, God, cut this whole episode. <laughs> why do you, why does it feel like so much pressure? Well, mostly because, you know, well, I don't have any interesting ideas about my own funeral. You just haven't thought about it. I haven't thought about it. Okay. And trying to think about it in the moment is going to make t- too much time. I don't know. It's going to take true. too much time. <laughs> L- well, let's like think about it really. Okay. Like if you, um, two weeks from now, right? That try not to pro- try not to process the trauma of the death of your own death. And just think about, you're not going to be here. Where do you want it to be? What city? Who do you want to be there? How do you want them to be dressed? What sort of building do you want it in? What sort of um, refreshments, food, music? What's the vibe? Do you want it to feel like really still and quiet and people like really, you know, kind of taking time and honoring do you want it to feel uproarious and party-like? Do you want it to be mm. about your comedy work? Do you oh, not want any of your creative stuff featured? Um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I want people to read from my notebooks. <laughs> Just kidding. It's so, it's like plan a party that you're not there for. So I actually don't care. But um, <laughs> uh I would, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope it's, I, I just keep on coming back to casual. If I die in two weeks, it's kind of different if I die at the end of my life, you know, if I die in two weeks, maybe, um, you know, unfortunately, 
will hold the ceremony till the end of coronavirus so people can kind of gather. Mm-hmm. Um, I want all my friends to be there and I would hope that you guys, I actually, my grandparents had great kind of Irish wake funeral sort of things where they were just kind of like fun parties, family, lots of stories being told, lots of laughs, um, family getting together for the, you know, were they at bars or were they at someone's house? They would be at like funeral homes and then at houses. So like in the, in the actual funeral home, you know, you'd be sitting around for, I was a kid, so I don't remember that well, but sitting around for hours and I remember people joking and like laughs and being like a lot of kind of fun. So I like that. Hopefully mine is fun and full of laughs and, you know, people remembering good times and everyone just remembering uh, only the good things about me and not the bad things. I will say from going to, unfortunately, comedians' funerals, people do share jokes. Yeah. What is a joke of yours? <laughs> share jokes of that they the person told? Yeah. They're like, okay. what was your favorite Megan joke? And mm. and I can tell you what I can tell. I mean, you already know, but I could tell you the joke of yours that I would tell. But can okay. are there jokes of yours that you're like, I just really hope no one remembers this one. Or I hope that <laughs> every <they'd-> single one. <laughs> every single one. I hope no one remembers anything specific that they just remember that I made them feel good. What is it? My, you know, people don't remember what blah, blah, blah. they probably make them feel. Hopefully, you know, they remember that. Right. Okay. So you don't, you wouldn't. You and maybe wouldn't- if I, Get funnier and write something really good. I hope they remember that, but not yet. <laughs> or maybe it would be nice if someone was like, actually, Megan's Twitter is really funny. <laughs> I, th- I mean, you, there's not, I think there's, I can only think of two comedians. I'm like that, pouring sweat right now, basically. I don't see it, so I don't believe <laughs> you. But I, there's only two comedians that I know personally whose jokes I have quoted to people socially in to be like oh i know this person cameron gillette he has this really funny joke so funny. you know what i mean and it's and it's his like uh god Ross- you were making what's that keep going no i was just saying that was okay keep going he has this he has this this gracias chipotle joke um i don't know if you remember it but <laughs> wait i do i do yeah, remember it <laughs> yeah yeah so i like quote that well i guess i should say just like you know someone uh, this woman at chipotle is like <laughs> really proud of herself for speaking Spanish. And, and she's like saying when the, when the person making her burrito is done, she says gracias. And she, as if she's expecting them to look at her and be like, you know about gracias. <laughs> and like, and I think that joke translates, like, obviously like I'm not doing it as well as he does it, but like you, the joke itself is good enough that you can translate it socially. And you're the other one. And it's the joke about, thinking you live in a really bad neighborhood or, or like I was yeah, in my neighborhood. Na- I know na- the one that you think. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. the one you're talking about. But it's you're, you're in your neighborhood and you find this condom on the ground and you're like, oh my God, I must live in like, I didn't realize that I lived in like a bad neighborhood. Like I'm finding these condoms on the ground. And then I thought to myself, well, oh no, where's my <laughs> phone? Oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> Why am I? Why did that happen? What if that was just me calling you? <laughs> Stop telling this joke. Hey, sorry. Hey, Dave. It's Megan. <laughs> um, no, and right, and then how am I? How am I gonna? Uh, 
Uh, if I really lived in a bad neighborhood, there'd be no condoms on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's it. funny. Thank but you, you just delivered much. it with as little possible punch as possible to like shit on it. But that's a really funny <laughs> – it's a really funny joke. There's just something about like being really – I think it's – maybe it's just knowing you, but it's something about p- you being really proud of your neighbors and like picturing like how – like feeling this sense of community that people are wearing condoms in your neighborhood and like who cares where they leave them you're like sex you're like kind of uh, just the idea of you i think it's me having an image of you in an alley looking at a condom on the ground and like you're looking up and kind of a smile like parts your lips a little (laughs) bit and you're like wow these guys we're all really taking care of each other like that's what's funny to me Actually, this helps bring it back to me a little bit because I think it was like kind of maybe what made it funny was there was some wonder to it or something. Yes. Because I think I stopped telling the joke because I was like, oh, it's not really getting a reaction. And I think I've seen now a similar joke online. Like it's like not a – not a people have this thought or whatever right, or people right, have right. had that thought. I think I've seen it. So I'm like, oh, it's not even that original. But I do think maybe at the when I was first telling it and it was kind of actually true to like my thought process, there was – some wonder there like oh you know what a funny juxtaposition of like really being responsible while at the same time being so kind of wild and crazy and having sex in an alley <laughs> right so if i shared that at your funeral do you think that would be a good tribute to you or are you like wow you you're really way too early in my evolution i i really would appreciate if you were like pointing you might as well not say anything or or something Please. like that yeah, please get off the podium. I'd sit up from the casket. Um, actually, please cremate me if if you're there. Um, if you are involved in the decision, make well, sure that's it. That's an interesting thing. You would rather be cremated than buried. Yeah. Well, that, just so you make sure you're not buried alive. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> for, for real, you're like really for worried real. about that. Imagine. I mean, why leave it to even a ounce of chance so you're so you're saying you're saying or drain me of my blood or do something in some way (laughs) that makes sure you're saying do they just drain people of their blood when they embalm them is that what embalming is i think it might be that does sound kind of like what it is but if you're it sounds like what you're saying is if i die do something extra to (laughs) kill me in case i'm not already dead yeah if i die kill me Let's do this. Relive one memory. One, pretend the afterlife gives you the opportunity to fully drop into one memory. Your others aren't wiped. You're not stuck in it. It's just that whenever you want, however many times you want, but you only get one, you can fully re-experience one memory. What do you choose? <clears throat> so this is just a little bit of a tough one. Cause I feel like I don't remember my life that well. I'm impressed with people's very specific memories. And I often feel like I don't have that much of a recall of specific times in my life that said, okay, let me try to think through this. Here's things that I would want the memory to have lots of laugh, like a fun time, lots of laughter, maybe with my family or with close friends. Um, 
So these are, are there moments in my life that were sort of like that? You know, I think there was one weekend in college where it was just, you know, you have those weekends where you're like, oh my God, you don't see it coming. You know, the most fun is like had when you like do not see it coming. And then boom, it's like, oh my God. I just, we like went home, went home with my friend Rhiannon into this, her town, Edgefield, South Carolina. There was like four of us. It's me, Rhiannon, our friend Mike and our friend Reed, who I'm not even in touch with anymore. But we just had like the most perfect weekend where we just laughed so hard, like all weekend. You know, you have, so I'm like, oh, and that, that like came up today when Daniel was talking about his moment <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, so that was like, it was, so it was at, you're in, you're in college. Yep. How far into college are you? What year of college? I think I'm a freshman or a sophomore. Okay. How long had you known Rhiannon and Mike and Reed? All new friends. Okay. New, like within the last year. Yeah, maybe a couple of years. So maybe this, uh, actually, I think this probably is probably maybe his freshman year. Yeah, but it was also a perfect summer weekend in her Edgefield town. She lives in like it was this a summer town. Yeah. So you. I mean, it's always summer in South Carolina, but it's like I think it maybe was in the summer or close to the summer. So it wasn't during school. If it was, it was at the tail end. So you might have gathered from like your hometowns and all gone. Or, or did you I, drive there together? I think we drove there together. I think we were all, I think we all lived in Charleston that summer, maybe. And it was her so, parents' main home or it was like a vacation house or what? I, I love the idea of her parents having a main home and a vacation house. Well, and, a lot and, of people do, right? I know, I know, but that's just not, not my parents. It was like, oh, it was no, her parents' same. main home. Yeah. It was her, um, it was there, but she lives in this really cool old house that is like from the 1880s in Edgefield. And it's like a really cool kind of South Carolina, t- like 10 governors have been from this town. There's a lot of really interesting, 10 South Carolina governors yeah. are from the town of Edgefield. It's like a really interesting town, great barbecue, you know, just kind of a cool town and a lot of stories that kind of go with it and hearing in- about her, you know, life there and kind of grow i don't know it was just yeah i like that was also an element of it this town being really being kind of charmed by the town is it like a was it did it look old timey yes yeah it's almost kind of a it's like a dead town now like a little bit depressed in that there's like a you know it's you know people don't really you know the the central town nobody like really there's a lot of closed businesses and stuff like that. So it's not like it was like this bustling, I don't know, but it just it kind of like captured my imagination. Town? Yeah. Maybe kind of a little bit. Yeah. It was just her town. She's really from there in a way that like, I wouldn't be like, now I'm trying to like analyze myself why I was so interested in it. But in a way I wasn't like not really from anywhere. I moved around a lot and it was just like, she is from here. Her family is from here. And it was really just interesting to me. Good friends, this kind of interesting setting, good food, you know, and was her family was the rest of her family home, or did you guys have the house to yourselves? I think, I think her parents were like around, but maybe not the whole time. You know, they were. And where did you hang out in the house? Was it mostly like on the back porch? Was it in the basement? Was it in someone's room? I th- back porch. I think a lot was back porch. Back porch. Okay. 
Were you playing? Did games? I say back porch? <laughs> you did. You did mention back porch. Okay. <laughs> were you playing games? Were you doing like uh, you know party games? Uh, we were basically playing charades the whole time. Charades? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, maybe. We get out the car, we put our bags down, and it's like, person plays your thing, everybody write 10. <laughs> They're going in the hat, and we're going to the back porch. No, this is also such an absurd one to like pick. Obviously, it was just like a fun, I'm like, oh, what was? What do I like Stop about life? Stop judging it. Just. <sighs> but it, I'm, it's, it's the one I have to pick for the whole time. It's like, I should pick one with my family. I'm young. We're on vacation. We're all in the ocean together. Listen. Before I realized. You can start your own <laughs> podcast just for this question. You can do infinite answers. I'm not nailing you down to this one. This is the one you thought I'm of. trying to make this one an interesting enough to be satisfying. But you're the one or who specific thinks it's enough. interesting. And it is, it is specific enough. Yeah, okay. Good. I'm I'm asking really good questions to make it specific. <laughs> the only thing that's not making it specific is you skittering like a little crab, <laughs> running away from my questions, going, no, 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 it's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's it's too bad. It's not good. And I'm like, no, 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 come here, little crab. It's okay. The que- I you were just telling me about it, and then you like start telling a little bit more of the story. You're moving your little crab claws a little bit and you're like and then this and then this and then you just freak out and you scuttle away <laughs> from it and I'm like, no 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 come here so okay so you're on the porch you're on the back porch and, and now i'm even like am i conflating two memories because we also went home to rhiannon's house for a birthday and we had a great time and i'm like is that the same weekend i think it was so why yeah. these four people well i think there is this thing about college where you like go away and you're like I thought my high school friend and I thought my high school friends were my friends, but then you go and you meet these people in college. You're like, oh my god, these people are so my friends. Like I, I, you know, it's like, whoa, what were those relationships? You know, I like, and then I, I feel like then I even moved to Chicago and was like, whoa, even more like kind of like minded people than I thought. So mm. it was just like, is that they're more so, like minded? That's what. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So I think it was like these four people that were just like so funny, and I felt so much in common with and more than I had in, in my past. Do you remember the kind of funny was it? Like, were you guys like telling stories from your own pasts or were you like making fun of mutual acquaintances or were there like crazy? (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, yeah, I can (laughs) definitely imagine. The whole weekend, we just—it was so fun. We just got to rip into our classmates. And that really sounds kind of- great, dude. You're <laughs> saying that as a joke, but yes, that is a huge bonding experience for many people, myself included. Still not evolved past the point of just getting entertainment from shitting on people. Yeah, right. Of course, right. Yeah. The yes, I mean, if, I don't remember. I don't think so. Oh yeah, we were probably making jokes about other people in our dorm because they were like such yeah, of course, like unique personalities. You it, know, what, but was it like? Or was it like drunk stories? It was like, oh my God, remember when blah, 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 blah. Or were you drinking or getting high like then and just doing stupid stuff and laughing at each other? No, I mean, here's more of a memory that I have. All of us like being outside and kind of, we're outside. It's so nice. It's warm. We're like talking and laughing and we're kind of like playing on this playground. We're like on the monkey bars kind of like, so it's just like the feeling was like warm and funny and fun and just we didn't have anything planned and then all, you know, we're going out of town and then it's Rhiannon's like, Oh, one more thing before we leave, we're going to stop at this place. that's only open on Sundays. It's like a family. They make their own barbecue, 
you just go in there and you and it was like the best barbecue you've ever had. Was it like a house? Tea. It was like kind of a yeah no uh, just like a brick building kind of on the edge in front of a field on the edge of the town. It's since closed. It's so sad. I can't remember the name of it, but um, you know, I thought the weekend was over, and then we had this great barbecue meal on the out of town. So those are the good parts about it. So what is it about these this weekend that feels so relivable to you? That's a great question. It's somewhere to go back. It's just a, it's just those times in life that you love. <laughs> Or when you're just like laughing so much, you're just like, that was just all laughs and with friends. And I don't even remember the content of why we were laughing, but we were, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to go back and laugh? Yeah. I mean, well, hasn't it been a long time when you just like laugh for the whole weekend? You're like, oh my God, I just laughed for the whole weekend. Oh f- yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> it's been a very long time. <laughs> It, so yeah, and that's it is why, crazy how you talk to some people and you just immediately feel funnier. You're like, for whatever reason, the way I talk to this person and it's, and it is with this person, but if I talked to everyone, the way that I talked to this person, I would be, I would be funnier. So I don't know why I don't do it around other people, but for some reason, like the way my timing, my whatever is, yes. is just, I, I'm with this person and it's like, shoop, it, 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 it sharpens up and it, and it gets there. And I think that's the definition of friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but I know what you mean where you're just like, oh my God, it's like, you love who you are with somebody else. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm like on in a way that I like when I'm with them or like, it's like share, we can actually, you know, so many times you walk away from someone, it's like, Oh God, we talked about so much. I didn't even want to talk about, we didn't get to like and other, other times you just like, you're with them. It's like, we're immediately talk to the stuff you are interested in and want to be talking about or immediately to like the laughs or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, and there's something really magical about that connection. Cause it's like, what the fuck? How is it so automatic with this person that just like immediately it's a good time. What is that? I don't know. I feel that way with you. I feel that way with you too. I'm staring at you. I'm like, you are one of these people for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, I'm excited to talk to Dave. It's going to be so fun and easy unless he's recording it for his podcast. (laughs) And I'm going to be out of my head, anxious about every single thing I say, and it's going to destroy it and maybe even destroy our relationship in the process. Kill one thing. One small thing in culture or everyday life that you wish would just disappear. Emphasis on small thing. Emphasis on small thing, yes. So people aren't coming in here saying inequality. Well, people are coming in here saying inequality, and that's what I'm saying. Listen, I, I, on, I get it, but there's enough other heavy parts of the show. Maybe you could go a little lighter for this. But then again, if they're saying inequality, I'm going to say, okay, 
Um, is there a specific manifestation of inequality that you would like to see? Like I had uh, hmm. one of my favorite musicians, Angel Batawid, came in. She talked about racism. I'm like, you know, who am I to tell her? We're not going to talk <laughs> Actually- about racism. <laughs> but then she said, uh, you know, slave owners on the money. And that is a really interesting, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, yeah. So, so, so sure. If you have a big thing, if you can root it in a small thing, I will allow it. If not, since I know you especially, I'm not going to give you any passes. You must get this right. Yeah, yeah. There is a right answer. You wanna, uh, <laughs> and the podcast ends when someone finally gets uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Based on something that happened today, garbage disposals need, need to go away. Why? Garbage disposals. I think that they are misunderstood as a, a culture. We all misunderstand what they what they can do. Okay. We constantly overestimate them. They actually can't handle almost anything. You, They actually just encourage you to put stuff down your drain in a way that you never should and it never works out. It's they should only be there secretly. So if it's like something accidentally gets down, it can take care of it, like a little bit of food on a plate. But knowing that a garbage is there and then using it is not how you're supposed to do it. And it's just – and it breaks every – yeah every time it's just a a bad technology point it mostly exists like you should only not use like if they exist they exist to be not used their point is to is to teach you about not putting your hand where sharp things are no it's but the thing is that the 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 garbage disposal being sharp isn't what it is about me and unless i'm just acquainted with bad garbage disposals or less powerful garbage disposals, which I don't think I am. I think I'm acquainted with top of the line garbage disposals. But this idea of like, oh, there's a garbage disposal. You can put whatever you want. You can put stuff down the sink. It's like, actually, no. You actually can put almost nothing down the sink. And if you put anything beyond nothing, it breaks immediately. So gar- the only way for garbage disposals to exist and be helpful in a sink is if they're secret. And it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't quite get all the food off of that. And someone down the train, oh, I forgot. There's a secret garbage disposal, which actually can take care of that level of food. But all. Well, why do they have to be secret, though? Maybe it's just. Because then secret, <laughs> they have to be secret. Because if you know about it, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to scrape the whole thing off the plate because we have a dis- garbage disposal. Well, but that sounds like the problem is with the user. It sounds like. The problem is not that it, the right. person knows about it or not. It's that you're saying that if someone knows about it, they are bound to try to overload the garbage disposal. <laughs> but I would say we have a huge cultural misunderstanding when it comes to garbage. Because I think everybody thinks garbage disposal is – what is the correct understanding of garbage disposal? I would argue very few of us have it unless you've had problematic run-ins with garbage and then you fully understand the lack of power that they have. It's for like peeled ca- – like carrot – peelings right too much carrot peelings you can't even do that i don't think Mm. yeah (laughs) i i mean i believe you i think you're right i i you're pointing out a thing about garbage disposals like so much of the great observational comedy you know it's 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 helping me see an everyday appliance in a totally new way that's the point of observational comedy is recontextualize appliances (laughs) that's the only point it's not diapers but it's actually just it's diapers, it's disposals. <laughs> Megan Strickland loves diapers and hates disposals. <laughs> Monday night at 8 p.m. comes here. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening to This Is Your Afterlife. If you like the show, 
tell your friends about it. Leave a review, leave a rating in your podcast app, send a screenshot to a friend, subscribe if you haven't, and sign up for that newsletter at thisisdavemar.com. You can follow me and Megan at the links in the show notes, and I will talk to you next week. Impossible, you can do miracles, miracles, you can do them, have faith, you are human, only human, and human beings they do.